Hi, I'm Sean Pratt. Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider Podcast, where we discuss all things to help you build your voiceover momentum. Today's host is Julie Williams. Julie, what's the topic of the day? My guest today is Tim Friedlander, who is here to give us some critical information. I mean, this is like quite amazing. Tim is a voice talent of many, many years. He's a technical expert, and he's got an organization he's founding that we need to talk to you about because this is relevant to you as much as it is to me, and it is. Tim, your idea to help non-union and union voiceover talents is brilliant. How did you come up with this idea? And tell us all about it. Sure. So the organization is called NAVA. It's the National Association of Voice Actors. And it grew kind of, kind of out of our uh, Facebook groups that we've had. Um, myself and Karen Guilfrey, um, who is our vice president, she runs the voice actors of an NYC group. I run the voiceover collective, Gardner Collective, voiceover weekly workout, various other Facebook groups that we've had for, for quite a few years. Between the two of us, we have multiple thousands of people in our groups, and we're constantly talking about the same questions, talking about rates, talking about studio tech, talking about how do we join the union, talking about going FICOR, talking about all the navigation of the voiceover industry from start to finish, whether somebody's new to the industry, somebody's been around in the industry for a long time. And part of that also is that we've been doing financial support. We've been giving out, um, I run the Brad Venable Scholarship at the Brad Venable Fund named after my good friend, Brad Venable, who um, passed away in January of 2021. 21, yeah. Um, unfortunately. And Karen's been doing kind of something similar with her group. All of this financially has been coming through our personal accounts. And so she and I, we looked at what we could do to form a 501c3. And so we put together yeah. a 501c3 to handle all of these donations. Good move. Um, and yeah, and, and which we should have done a while ago, but we put together, you know, once we got to the point where, you know, getting substantial amount of money we've done, especially through COVID the last couple of years, once we did that, we started learning about other things that associations could do and other things that we could provide for our members. And one of those things that came up was the fact that you could actually offer healthcare mm. on a very basic level. That's the first thing that we kind of started with. So we could, so we started exploring this option of offering healthcare. And, and that's really practical. I mean, that's that's relevant personally to me and yeah. to probably most voiceover talents, union and non-union. Absolutely. I think that, you know, for those who are in the union, I think the numbers and, you know, this is what I've heard. I don't have an official number from SAG-AFTRA, but the number that we've heard consistently is about 11% of SAG-AFTRA members qualify for health insurance. Wow. So it's 160,000 or so members and 11% of those qualify for for health insurance. And so those people long. could qualify the the union won't preclude them from being able to be a part of this, right? No, we're we're, we're not a union, we're not a competing union, we're an association mm -hmm. for voice actors of all affiliations. Okay. Um, US based only currently. So we're you know there, there's there's other organizations Wovo for example is a national or international organization that covers international talent. We're just a, a US based association. And so this health insurance is going to be for only US based talent. Um, because of obviously, if you live in Canada or other countries, you have your government-funded healthcare or other other healthcare um, options in those countries currently. And so we've been exploring this. Um, we started in November of 2021, kind of started gathering information and put together a proposal, sent it off to a couple health insurance companies to receive some information back from them. We did receive proposals at that time for for health coverage, um, but we didn't have a big enough pool of people. We only had about 100 people who who we were submitting to that pool. How big um, does that pool need to be? We need to be about a thousand people. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh, we um, can get that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're at about we're about nine hundred right now. 
Yeah. So gathered about 900. We, we got, we got really lucky. Um, voice one, two, three heard about our, our initiative and helped promote it. We were on, um, they did a, a blast for that, for them. And they've been on the banner of the voice one, two, three for the last month has been the Nava link to the, to our census healthcare census. And does that cover backstage as well? That might be where I heard about you if I got an email uh, from backstage. Possibly. It, it might have. I don't know if it does or not. Uh, backstage owns Voice123. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's recent. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's why I was asking. Yeah. So it's a possibility. I don't know if um, if they did. If they did, I didn't see that one. Uh, mm-hmm. We try to keep up on all of the, the stuff that's out there. So that's kind of how we got to the healthcare part of this. So healthcare kind of came out of all of the other things that the association was put together to do. And healthcare kind of has come out of that. It's it's tough. It's a it's a long it's a long haul. It's um, something that we don't know if is actually if we're going to actually be able to pull it off the way we want to. We're doing everything we can, um, but laws are changing. You know what the 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 new healthcare laws that just went into that Biden signed yesterday or day before could affect what we're doing. We don't know all of the all of the ramifications of these things. And things change so quickly that we could put all of this together and then we find out once we're done that oh yeah by the way now this association thing can't you can't do this association thing the way you had planned on doing it so do you do you know um anything yet about not necessarily the ramifications of it yet but what biden signed into law that has to do with health care yesterday from what i've read nothing affects what we're doing um it looks like a lot of it is extending medicare extensions and then extending the the government funding for aca through 2024 i believe that's the basics that i found you know i have all, all my information comes from what I'm able to, able to find online. So having, you know, I haven't read the actual, all of the actual details of that, right? just the highlights of it. But from what it looks like, you know, currently from what I've seen um, and what I've been able to, to read, none, nothing is going to affect what we're doing, either good or bad. I would hopefully something would come along that would make it easier for us to do what we want to do. For those who join, you said it was Nova? Uh, Nava. Nava. Nova. Yeah, so tell yeah. me what Nava is, what Nava stands for and what Nava is uh, yeah. and, and how it relates to all voiceover talents, in addition to healthcare. Yeah. So it stands for National Association of Voice Actors. And what we wanted to do was kind of based on four pillars of action, inclusion, education, and professionalism. Um, and then we've included benefits into there. And what we're, you know, what we're really trying to do was take what we've done in these Facebook groups for the last five, myself, about seven years, and and really kind of broaden that to a national level to the voice actors that we work with nationally who may not be on Facebook and may not be on social media, but who need this access, this information. We've got different committees that we're, we've put together. One of them, we have a 14-member advisory board, which includes you know union talent, non-union talent, FICOR talent, talent who are working in acting, in on-camera acting, in kind of casting and diversity casting, helping to cast uh, we have members of the PGM list on our on our advisory list, advisory board. We have members of Queerbox on our advisory board of trying to kind of help broaden the scope of all of these things that work for voice actors, regardless of union affiliation. We're not we're not delineating between union and non-union. We're not gonna we're not an anti-union or a pro-union group. We are a group that's gonna help everybody. If you want to join the union, we can help you find that path to the union. If you want to join the union to go FICOR, here's what we can help you find that find that information. If you want to take your entire career and stay non-union, what what are the ramifications of that? What does that mean to stay entirely non-union? What can can you and can you not work on? How is that going to affect your business? If you are staying completely non-union, you're not going to have down the road that access to SAG after healthcare. So what does that mean mm-hmm. now? What do we need to look at down the road? Um, you're not going to have pension down the line. So what does that mean? Your business looks different if you're going to be an entirely non-union talent versus if you're going to be a union talent. Your taxes are going to look different. Your yeah. 
finances, how you're going to structure your business, how you're going to structure healthcare, retirement funds, anything down the line is going to look different if you're going to stay non-union. As a person looking retirement in the face, <laughs> my twin sister has retired already. You okay. know, yeah. uh, with someone looking at like facing retirement, this is relevant because my whole career has been non-union and I'm I don't really have any regrets, but there are a couple of things I think about, like the people who have pensions and I don't. Right. You know, it's like it's a tiny little thing there. Exactly. So that's that's yeah. relevant. So uh, let me ask you about this. What about someone who is not a voice talent, but a sole proprietor or LLC or whatever? Let's say Celia Siegel, who right. helps voiceover talents do branding, but she's not a talent herself. Would she fit in with right. this organization or was it not for her because she's not a talent? That is that is going to be something that we are working on right now. Um, there will be tiers. It's kind of a twofold question. She would definitely fit into the organization. She would be welcome in in the association for sure. the The question becomes whether what would qualify her if she needed to do healthcare. Part of the requirements for this is that association membership has to be paid dues, and they have there have to be some unifying business that they're involved in. And part of what we're kind of struggling with that we don't have the answers for is what are those requirements going to be? Once we have enough people on, on this list and we get our proposals from the insurance companies, what are the requirements going to be? One of them that we do know for sure is that you're going to have to be a paying member of the organization. So do you have that, any idea, a ballpark figure of what that would entail? Uh, like cost-wise? 20 bucks a month, $100 a year. Right. Um, you know, We don't know. There has to be some kind of financial connection right? That, so that it's not just uh, anybody can join off the street. You know, You have to go through an application process, be approved. So right now, everything is just open. If you want to join NAVA, join NAVA. You're welcome to be a part of this. There will be an open free plan. We want everybody who wants the education, who wants the training, who wants access to the information to be able to get that. And then the next tier would be a paying tier that would that will qualify you for the health insurance. Okay. Um, and so. do you have a certain number in mind that you want to get on the list before you submit to the insurance companies or a, a date that you want to submit? Uh, and how many yep. have signed up? Yeah, we're we're shooting for the end of August, and we're trying to get a thousand people on our list. Wow! Uh, oh, that's so, just another hundred, though. Uh, about about a hundred, hundred and fifty or so. Yeah, you know, we we want to have a few more in case there's some overlap. You know, some people have um have submitted twice, and so we have to go through and and you know fill out that information, filter some. Well, you can get a hundred people from this podcast alone. Yeah, I'm. That's what I'm. I mean, that's for. totally exactly. doable. You're, yeah, I'm, I'm here. To, you're going to put us over the top. That's what we're here for. <laughs> get, that, get that done. And you know, once we have that, then we'll go to the insurance companies. We have three or four insurance companies who are who we're in discussions with, who are waiting for our census to come through. And once they do that, they'll look at what we have. They'll look at you know where our members are located. We're looking at the age of our members, looking at the health of the members that we have. And once we have that, then they'll give us a proposal on what they can offer us. Do you anticipate options like you can choose the HMO, the PPO, the yes. HSA? We're planning on having a fairly comprehensive, broad list of available options. In in the the first round that we had, they came to us and said, "Here are the options," and then we would have to pick three of those to offer our membership. So we could mm -hmm. do, you know, like an HMO, a PPO, or you know, two tiers of a PPO, and then um, you know, a MEC plan, which would be kind of a minimal for a lot of some people who who are just straight out of college or who are just falling off their their parents' plans. A very minimal plan that would just cover basic catastrophic insurance. Um, would be an option in there as well. Right now, until we get the census in and we get some proposals, all we're we're, we're just guessing, and it's a tough position to be in because we're trying to have answers. And you know, the answer is that we need to turn the census in, and until then, we just we just don't know. 
we do know that eating the elephant one bite at a time, the first bite here is going to be to get another 100 plus, two, three, four, 500 yep. people to how do they sign up or not necessarily sign up if it's not official yet, but how do they let you know to count them, count them in? So what we have, we have a census on our on our website page, navavoices.org. It's the very first thing on the top says healthcare census. And we need people to fill out that information. It is basic information. It is age, name, location. And that information, and it's marked on there. If you look on the on the census, so again, navavoices.org. And it tells you what information is required by the health insurance company. And then some of that is information that we're requesting ourselves so that we know where you were referred from. We're trying to gather whether you have insurance now, what interest you would have in switching. No, there's no private information on here. All this information goes to me. I'm the only one who has access to this information. And then from me, it's going to go to um, to a census form that the healthcare companies are going to have. Any other information beyond that will come from the healthcare companies through a fully HIPAA compliant page or form. If they need to ask more relevant questions, those questions will not go to me. I will not have access to those. So if they're asking about specific health questions, um, like prescriptions people are using or previous health issues they've had, that will be through a fully HIPAA compliant website or domain that will be handled directly with the health insurance company. So right now, the only information that we see is just real basic who you are, where you're from, and your age. So NAVA, N-A-V-A, voices.org. Tell them you heard it in Julie Williams' voiceover insider yep. podcast. There, there's a section on there that says, where did you hear about this? So fill it in. That's fill right. In, let us know. Full we, disclosure, we are I don't get anything for you mentioning money. Yeah. <laughs> no. Except, and we don't get anything for this either. So Except so. I might get health insurance if enough exactly. people respond. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's the plan. And, and we we are saying Nava. We've been going back and forth between Nava and Nava, but we're we're, Nava. we're, we're going with Nava. Um, Nava. I'll remember Nava. Navajo. Nava. Yeah. Nava. Exactly. Nava. Yep. Yeah. And we were going to go with Nava. Nava Vo, but we decided to to not go with that. So so yeah, not, we're going with Nava. But yeah, NavaVoices.org. First page says healthcare census. Fill out the census. Submit the form. Um, we also have a contact information on there. If you uh, contact form, if you want to reach out to us, so we can answer questions. Yeah, the um, important thing is this is not a commitment that you're making right now. No, no, I've, yeah, that's actually a good thing to bring up. So this is not a commitment. If you sign up on this and you decide you don't want you don't want it, not a big deal. But if you don't sign up on this, you cannot get in on the first round of the health insurance. Oh, so you would have to wait until the next round until the next open enrollment comes around. So if you are interested, you can you have you have the right to refuse this if you say, hey, you know, I signed up or I don't want it. Not a big deal. But if it comes down and you see, oh, that looks great. I want to be a part of it. But you didn't fill out the original census. We're not going to, you wouldn't be able to, to sign up this first round of healthcare. So that's an important thing. So it's a little confusing. So we've tried to make that clear, but it's a kind of a hard thing to say that if you don't sign up, but you do want it, you can't get it. Right. So you better <laughs> sign up to, now. Seriously. So sign up. Yep. Sign up now. Yep. End of August. Mm -hmm. uh, but now does, does this mean, and I, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but if it's all submitted by the end of August, is there a possibility that this falls open and and this winter open enrollment, it would be potentially yes, that, available? That's the plan. Our plan is to, so if, if we can get it done by the end of August, um, that gives us September, October, November to get proposals in and would get us into the open. Our, our, we're shooting for the open enrollment in November, December. So okay, that we would perfect. have this available for, for that. Um, and, you know, again, full disclosure, this may not work. You know, we may we may not get something at least this year right now. 
<laughs> but we're, we're laying the groundwork at the very least we're laying the groundwork for something down the line we just don't know until you know we, we did receive a proposal in january from a health insurance company um from a major major company but it was just way too expensive yeah and we didn't have enough people on there and it wouldn't have been beneficial you know for for a lot of people um you know especially if you're under the aca or if you have you know um covered cal I, I, i'm i'm i have covered california so i i do pretty well with you know with my health insurance um, a lot of people have SAG-AFTRA, but again, you know, 11% of people are... Yeah, I have none. Yep, There's have no covered California for me. And yeah. Um, yeah. and I look at the, the premiums and I think, I'm yeah. not sure I even spend that much in a year. I mean, is it a gamble to even get health insurance? So hopefully yeah. this yeah. will have better options. Yeah, hope, we're, we're, we're hoping at the very least, you know, something that's a very catastrophic plan if you, you know, end up in the hospital, if you end up, you know, I... For years, I didn't. I, I was a you know, I taught music for years. I was a music teacher for twelve years, and I didn't have insurance through any of that period because mm -hmm. I just didn't qualify for anything that I was doing. Um, you know, I, I was in a motorcycle accident. I was in the hospital a couple times for different health things. And I didn't have any insurance. Came out of that with forty, fifty thousand dollar medical bills. That uh, catastrophic is is essential. She yeah. says when she doesn't yeah. even have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. So at the, you know, the very least, we'll we'll have that. Um, but then, you know, once we do have that, that's going to be something that that we're, our membership will vote on if it's something that they that they think is beneficial for us. To judge. If we just end up with just having the option of a catastrophic plan, is that worth, you know, is there enough people who would be interested in that to make it worth offering if if all we end up with is just that plan? Hopefully, it won't be just an all or nothing where either we have great insurance or we have nothing. You know, we, we want to have great insurance options for everybody, but we also would like to offer something if people need it. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of kind of where where we're going to be. You know, again, we, we don't until we have this census, like we just have we can sit here and talk. I can talk all day about this and I can still have no <laughs> I have no answers until we have the census. But the census, right. you know, we doubled the census. Like I said, you know, voice one, two, three heard about this and started sharing it. And they they did an interview with myself and Karin. Once they put out their information, you know, we doubled our census in about two weeks from them. We got about four or five hundred people wow. off there um, off that list. And it's still growing. Every time we do these podcasts, I do a few of these, we pick up more people. And so hopefully, you know, looking forward to getting people out of your group, the options to get there. And then beyond that, you know, like I said, you know, we're offering lots of different things that we can do that, you know, hopefully helping casting directors with diversity and casting and working with lots of people who, who want to join the union, but don't know how, once you have joined the union, do you have to give up all your, all of your non-union work? Well, you don't have to, you can convert work. There's a lot of work that can be converted from non-union to union. There's a lot of work that you can do that doesn't fall under union jurisdiction. So you can keep working on those jobs. One of the things people are really worried about when they join the union is that I joined the union and everything I've ever done before that I have all my clients, I have to give up. That was the reason I didn't join the yeah. union years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's not true. Like, you know, mm -hmm. some of it you do. Absolutely. You know, you can't take, if you're doing a bunch of commercial work, you can't take that commercial work with you and just keep doing it. You're going to, you're going to fall into conflicts, but e-learning Anything that falls under non-broadcast corporate educational industrial, that can all be converted to, to union work. And that can be, you know, a little chip away at your health care at a time. You know, I think the the current level of SAG after healthcare, you have to qualify $25,790 in union work to get your SAG after. So think about that though. You have to earn $25,790. I, I need I should pull up that list. I have it on my somewhere. Um 20, let's say $26,000 a year in union mm -hmm. work. And still only eleven percent of members make $26,000 a year in union work. Wow. How many people do we know who work non-union who are substantially more than that? A lot. Triple in the six figures, in the high, you know, mid six figures. I know figures. a lot of people right. in the six right. figures. Some silently, you've never heard of them. Absolutely. I yep. know them. They work in their own, through retirement, in their own yep. little studio. Yep. And 
and you've never heard of them because Absolutely. you don't hire voices. You just are a voice, right? Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. So they quietly make a fortune. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, you know, if you could quietly make a fortune and qualify for health insurance and qualify for retirement. So we're hopefully going to try and bridge that gap. You know, we're, you know, nothing, you know, SAG after health care, health insurance has been around forever. I don't, there's nothing we can do that's going to compete with what they have. But, so you're for people who can't qualify for their plan. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You, you don't qualify. Um, you are non-union, but yeah, you know, like the thing with SAG after is you have to qualify every quarter. So yeah. if, you, if you don't meet a quarter and you lose your health insurance, well, what do you do? You're going to go on Cobra health insurance, which is a minimum, I think, $1,958 a month mm-hmm. for Cobra, just for a single person. I think you're looking at $2,000 for if you have, you know, a, a dependent or a spouse you want on there. That's insane to go from, mm-hmm. you know, I think current SAG after, I think you're paying $300 a quarter. So you're a hundred something a month, I believe. These are all these. So I'm I'm not an expert in SAG after health insurance. So I'm going based yeah. on numbers that I've. They're not even reasonable numbers for someone who makes thirty thousand. I mean, how can you afford the health insurance? You know, I I know a lot of people value it, but. Well, I mean, and, and the, you know, the insurance isn't is phenomenal. I mean, it's some of the best insurance you're going to get. It covers everything. Like zero, I have heard know. that. Yeah. So you know, so if if you can get it, it's great. And and. You know, so part part of what we want to do also is help people get into that tier. If you want to join the union, we can help you join the union. We can help you get that health insurance. We can help you figure out this path to join the union. We can answer these questions. SAG after is great to get into. It's just communication is very, they're very hard to reach. It's hard to get answers from anybody who knows the VO world specifically the way that we do and the way that you do. And the VO world is, yes, it's an act, it's acting, but it is so different from on camera. Mm-hmm. And it's so different from how we operate and the speed at which we operate. You can audition on a Sunday night, book a job Monday morning, record at noon, and go to air at three o'clock in the afternoon. That doesn't happen in any other industry and on camera. Right, right. So be able to work at that speed is something that the union just doesn't have the ability to do. And and I say this as I, I'm, I'm a signatory. We convert jobs. We we work with producing you know union voiceover work all the time. You just cannot work at that speed. It's almost impossible to to do a job that quickly and get approval to work. And so what you end up with is, you know, a lot of talent like, well, either I'm going to I'm going to wait 10, 12 days and make this job union or I'll just do it non-union and work this afternoon and get paid Mm -hmm. tomorrow morning. Let's backtrack for a minute. You had mentioned in passing retirement benefits. Is that something that NAVA hopes to offer in the future? At at some point, um, that's kind of a whole different that's another podcast, right? The podcast. That's that's a whole other year. That's a whole other year. So, um, yeah, but but potentially, um, you know, I mean, we're we're kind of looking at all the options of what you know, what can we offer people if we've got we've we've got a thousand people signed up already for this, and we we're just haven't really even advertised. Really, we're just talking about it, kind of mostly word of mouth, some podcasts, voice one two three, sharing what we're doing, and we've only been around since March. Like you know, we we launched in March officially when we got our our five hundred one c three paperwork. But definitely down down the line, that's something, you know, I mean, you know, full disclosure, I, you know, I have no retirement plan. I don't even, I doubt even I'm able, I'll even have social security by the time I'm ready to retire. I didn't have, I have, I've thought I, of that too. Yeah. Right. So I, I would love to have some, some kind of option down there. I'm sure that, you know, there are options out there, something we just haven't looked into yet, but we'll definitely at some point add that into the conversation for sure. So. That's good. Okay. So um, thank you for being on the Voice yes, of the Entire podcast. Yeah, yeah. What did I forget to ask you? What are you thinking that maybe people would like to know that we didn't bring up yet? You know, I think that, I mean, that's it. We covered it. That's, that really does. You know, if you want to go, navavoices.org is the website. Census is on there. If you are interested, you do want to sign up now. 
you're not required. You know, there's no obligation. If you sign up and you don't want the health insurance, not a big deal. You just don't sign up. But if you don't sign up and you do want it, you can't get it until next year when it comes around. So okay. definitely encourage everybody to sign I up. I signed up. Awesome. Amazing. So, I don't think it's anything else. I think that's everything. No. So you sign up too. Okay. I signed up. You yep. sign up. Tell everybody and remember, tell them not just that they need to sign up, just basically giving their name that they're that they might be interested. Exactly. Um, yep. tell everybody that and then tell them they've got to do it today. Yep. Yep. Two weeks. We're gonna try and go in on the at the end of the month. We're gonna try and start submitting. We're gonna compile all of this information at the end of August. Right. And be sure to mention the voiceover insider podcast. That's just like, it just feeds my ego. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We'll see on there. We'll have a big list. I'll let you know how many people sign up. Okay. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us, Tim. And and we're definitely going to keep everybody updated. So we'll have you on again. I hope you found that information helpful and enjoyable. If you would like a free strategy session with Julie Williams to talk about your VO career, just email julie at voice dash overs.com and we'll get you on the schedule. If you'd like to train in nonfiction audiobook narration, I'd be happy to work with you. Email Sean Pratt at Comcast.net. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll catch you next week on a brand new episode of the VoiceOver Insider Podcast.